As we do every Wednesday, a chance to visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We're brought to you by Blue Tail Medical Group. Great alternative to surgery. Before you have surgery, make sure you consult with the doctors, Bays, Wolf, and Crane at Blue Tail Medical Group right here in Chesterfield and see what they offer at bluetailmedicalgroup.com. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com joins us. How you doing, Brian? Good. Good morning, Dan. Well, what have you thought of the uh, the recent run of games right now for the St. Louis Cardinals? They have dropped four in a row, including another one last night. But the two with Milwaukee, the two we've seen with the Dodgers, we'll start with that. What have you thought? Well, certainly the games in Milwaukee were winnable games, and you're playing the team that has now, what, a 14-and-a-half lead or something, game lead in the division. You know, you, you need to play well in those games. Colton Wong was away from the team on uh, uh, paternity leave, so, you know, they, they weren't at full strength. And the Cardinals just unfortunately found ways to lose. And it's, you know, it's got to be frustrating for the players to have games that are winnable where they're ahead late and, you know, the bullpen can't get the job done. And it's, you know, the the, the two games against the Dodgers so far, for, for me at least, have been a good reminder of the talent difference between the two teams. I mean, the Dodgers are, what, 28 games over 500 or whatever it is and, you know, may not even win their division. And you, even if the Cardinals make the playoffs, you know, if they were to play the Dodgers as – today would be the first wild card. I mean, you can't, you know, it would take a sucker punch to, you know, for them to be able to advance. The, the Dodgers are just, you know, unfortunately a much better team than the Cardinals right now. Albert Pujols, another memorable moment at Bush Stadium. He just seems to uh, rise to the occasion, doesn't he? Yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice uh, situation where, of course, he got a standing ovation as he deserved and then to hit a home run off the lefty. Albert's, uh, you know, pl- playing mostly against left-handed pitching, which is where his strength is at this point in his career. And, you know, for him to hit that no doubt about it home run to left field was was a nice moment. And, you know, you look ahead and say, you know, could Albert help the Cardinals in 2022? Perhaps, you know, if they uh, do, in fact, enact a designated hitter in the National League and, uh, you know, they want a left-handed masher off the bench, certainly Albert could be that guy. But, you know, the Cardinals have other needs in their daily lineup that they have to address. It has to be more oppress- more pressing than just you know, the nostalgia that bringing Albert back to close his career would provide. And it looks like Adam Wainwright uh, will come back. Uh, what What do you think the, uh, the trickle-down effect of that is for next year, looking ahead at some of the minor league guys that are close and with what the Cardinals have currently on their roster? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think there's any impact, negative impact of Adam Wainwright returning. You know, it's not as if the guys at AAA have all beat the door down. Rondon pitched well for a while, and then now he's hurt. Um, certainly Matthew Libertor has pitched well and he'll be in the mix for next year. Zach Thompson's been a disappointment, frankly. Uh, he was asked to take a big step, you know, hasn't been consistent enough. So, you know, with the exception of Libertor, there aren't guys in AAA that are really, you know, going to be knocking hard on the door next spring. So it's not like Wainwright's going to take some, you know, wonderful prospects job opportunity away. Of course, you know, with the bumps in the road for Alex Reyes, you know, the certainty of him stepping into the rotation and, and contributing or, or there's certainly more questions now. We saw him give up a home run in his one inning last night. So, you know, I think Adam Wainwright's return is nothing but a positive, a stabilizing force. And it'll be interesting to see. I think the only question now is going to be how much money will the Cardinals offer him? Yadier Molina got a million-dollar raise from 9 to $10 million, And I certainly think the way that Adam Wainwright pitched this year, uh, he deserves a salary increase. So it'll be up to the DeWitts and and Mo to figure out, uh, you know, what would be a fair offer and, and hopefully for Adam to take it. As you talk to people around um, minor league baseball, what is it with Libertor that he has to do to, to make that next step outside of the obvious, which is just more seasoning and, 
you know, a full minor league season. But in terms of his repertoire, what needs to happen for him to take that next step? Frankly, it's just more consistency. And I mean, I, I feel like I'm, you know, Mike Schild on the, on the postgame interview, but you know, his pitches are there. It's just, there are times when he's not as consistent. Now he had an excellent um, August and ERA under three um, pitched last night. Uh, they, Justin Miller, the, the reliever from St. Louis came down and pitched the first inning, but then Libertor picked it up, went five from there. Gave up 10 hits in five innings, which wasn't good necessarily. And he was charged with six runs, but only two of them were earned because of an error, uh, a costly error in left field by Juan Yepes that, that cost him four runs and ultimately the game. So, you know, I, I think Libertor can, you know, there've been a lot of discussions about him. And, you know, he's probably not going to be the next Randy Johnson, okay? He's not going to be maybe a future Hall of Famer. But one scout said to me, well, what if he was Chuck Finley? You know, what if he, you know, what if he could be a left-hander as, as consistent as Chuck Finley was? Not a Hall of Famer, but a great pitcher in the major league for 10, 12 years. Um, uh, you know, finished his career with the Cardinals, as a lot of folks know, but spent a lot of time with Cleveland and the, and the uh, Angels. And, you know, Chuck Finley was a very good pitcher for a long time. So if that could be, you know, if Matthew Libertcourt could be that, I mean, that would be a guy who, you know, would, would slot into the 2-3 spot in the rotation for a number of years. And I, I think that's a very uh, possible ceiling for him. What, what's been the deal with Zach Thompson? As you mentioned, the ceiling is high. He's a, a former first-round pick out of Kentucky, but it's kind of been a lost year for him. What, what's going on with him? Well, he's just, just been very hittable. And Zach Thompson was asked to make the step up uh, over the double-A, never pitch in double-A, uh, had never pitched in double-A, and just for whatever reason, you know, he wasn't able to pitch deep into games. Uh, had a lot of count, high counts, uh, gave up a lot of hits. And, you know, he looked like he was starting to turn the corner and then now he's backslid again. And it's just, it's been a tough year all around. And I think, you know, he's a guy that I, I wouldn't say we should give up on his career by any stretch of the imagination, but he's going to have to go back to, to AAA next year. And, you know, he'll be a veteran at that point. You know, we, we'll know what to expect from guys who are, uh, you know, a lot of hitters in AAA, of course, have major league experience and, or guys, you know, that are on the way up. And, you know, I think he'll do better in his second go around there. And I think we'll still see him in St. Louis probably in the second half of next year, not, not early on. Um, but, um, you know, again, it's easy and reasonable to compare Libertor and Thompson, the two left-handers who both made big jumps. And, you know, Libertor was considered uh, a better prospect and he's performed better this year. Juan Yepes is a name that's uh, getting a lot of attention by the way that he's finishing up this year and swinging the bat. Give us a little uh, description on where he plays, what he's done, and, and just how well he's finishing up this minor league season. Yeah, Juan Yepes, a um, uh, 23-year-old who came to the Cardinals in the Matt Adams trade with Atlanta in uh, 2017, was very young, green then, uh, came up as a third baseman, picked up third, but first base as well. Now the Cardinals have had him playing corner outfield the last couple of years. Uh, Yepes started the year at Springfield, uh, played extremely well there, moved up to Memphis, and is playing just as well. So uh, from defensively, as I said, then he plays the corner infield and the corner outfield. Uh, he's a little green in the outfield. I mentioned he made, made an error the other night. Um, but he's a guy who can hit. I mean, he leads the system with 26 home runs, leads the system with 72 RBI in, in 98 games. So, uh, And then he leads the system in OPS at 985. So, you know, this is a young man who's got a bat that is going to play in the major leagues. And certainly – you know, you like to have a guy off the bench that has defensive versatility that you could slot in late in games uh, after a double switch or a pinch hit. 
I'm not sure if he's going to be a major league designated hitter, but you know, you say, you know, if there's room on the bench and that's of course going to be another challenge, you know, could a Yepes and an Albert Pujols coexist? Well, you know, maybe, but again, I'm getting way ahead of myself, I, but I do think Yepes will get a chance to earn a spot with the Cardinals next year. Uh, it could be that he'll be in camp competing, um, with Nolan Gorman for the spot that Matt Carpenter may give up. Now, Gorman, you know, he's right behind Yepes, 22 home runs, 67 RBI uh, between Memphis and Springfield, basically the same two teams. Uh, his OPS is, uh, is lower than Yepes, uh, right around 840, 835, 840. Uh, so still a very, very solid year. And by the way, Nolan Gorman is still just 21 years old. Um, he's played a lot of second base. He's played twice as much at second base than third base this year. So, you know, he's getting plenty of reps at second base. Last time I looked, he only had one error uh, defensively at the position. So he's definitely holding down, uh, you know, the position well. And, I again, Nola Gorman is another guy who's going to come to camp, and he's going to have in his mind, um, you know, that, that he can come in and earn a, a major league spot, not unlike Dylan Carlson did, you know, two years ago. Brian Walton, thecardinalnation.com. And you mentioned uh, Gorman and, and the transition to second base. And a couple of points here. One, he said he's actually enjoyed it. I, I talked to him uh, not too long ago about that, and he said, "I, you know, look forward to it, didn't frown upon the idea of going there, so he's enjoyed it. And it looks like, by all accounts, he's really made the adjustment to AAA pitching. Yes, he has. Uh, like a lot of players, his first month or so, you know, at Memphis, he struggled a little bit, but he's turned it on well. And he, he <clears throat> Yepes and he were the top two contenders for our player of the month. Uh, folks can come to Cardinal Nation and read the article and see all the detailed stats. But the two of them were, you know, right at the top for player of the month in August for the entire system. And Gorman might have won the award, except that Yepes just had a, you know, just a tremendous lights out August. So, you know, it's nice to see young power prospects in the system on the cusp of the majors, because as everybody knows, the St. Louis lineup needs more offense. And, you know, they're probably not going to go out and get a lot of lot of help on the free agent market. Maybe, they, you know, get one player or something somewhere. But they've got to count on the farm system to step up. And really, the, you know, this year was kind of a, a lull. There have been some guys that have come up that have been tried, but there hasn't really been the difference maker from the minor leagues this season to put a jolt in the lineup. But next year, uh, that looks like it could change. In terms of catching, we know that Yachty is coming back for one more year. How does the system shake out with some of the catching prospects? And, and obviously, there's a very good one down there that a lot of people have talked about. But how do you think it shakes out once uh, next year is through? Well, yeah, I don't know if they'll keep Ali San Sanchez on the 40-man roster. You, you know, you, they always like to have a veteran guy at AAA. Um, of course, we've talked a lot about Yvonne Herrera. Uh, his first year in AA started off very slowly. Uh, but there's another catcher, uh, also a, a good prospect, Julio Rodriguez, who had a hammock bone injury, tried to come back too soon, went back on the injured list, and is now playing alongside, you know, sharing the job basically with Herrera at Springfield. And so, you know, Julio Rodriguez is also a guy that, uh, we, you know, we want to continue to keep our eye on. So the good news is the Cardinals have catching depth. They're going to have to decide if they, you know, if they keep Andrew Kisner around as a backup or, or what they do. But, um, you know, there are guys that are, are deep hitters, good defenders who will compete for the job in future years. Boy, the guy I keep hearing about and talking to scouts, talked to another one uh, last night, uh, was about Jordan Walker. I mean, people are just, Brian, raving about this guy, and it's even starting to trickle up to, you know what, Major League Baseball, where these guys are hearing about him. Yeah, Jordan Walker's now uh, appearing on national prospect list, national top 100 prospect list, and 
as a lot of folks know, he began his professional career uh, in Class A at uh, Palm Beach, played very, very well there, and then um, you know had the opportunity to move up to Peoria, high A. Again, the first month or so, not so good, but later has come on very well. I think he had five RBI last night. Um, across the two stops, you know, 39 RBI, 10 home runs in 73 games. But, you know, the other part, I mean, he's a complete player. Batting 322, I mean, the guy's obviously known for his power, big guy, uh, just turned 19 years old in June. But he also has stolen 12 bases in 14 attempts. So this is a this is a guy who's big, but he's also very agile, and he's batting 322 on top of it, 920 OPS for the year. Um, and, you know, Jordan Walker's a guy that is going to get, I'm sure, will get a shot at double A next year. And those ballparks and what used to be the Texas League, <clears throat> I think he could have an MVP type season next year in double A. He's that good. It's unbelievable. Um, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about before we wrap it up is there are rules in, in minor league baseball that were being used this year, kind of using him as a, a test lab, if you will, with the the shift, automated strike zone bigger bases, those kind of things, pickoffs. Uh, I know baseball was going to start really taking a hard look at it like mid to late August. Have you heard anything about some of the research that's been done with that? I have not. Other than the, the Atlantic League, the Independent Atlantic League, they, they tried to you know move the mound back a foot from 60 feet, 6 inches to 61, 6, and, and that did not go well. But some of the other things that were tried in minor leagues, like bigger bases, uh, that's one that, you know, that's one that certainly could be used. Uh, there was also uh, uh, a move to require all two infielders on the left side, two on the right side, require infielders to have at least one foot on the dirt. I know there was some grumbling about that. Not sure if that's going to get traction or not. I, I question it. The automated balls and strikes, that's more in the test phase right now because not every ballpark would have the equipment to do it anyway. Uh, the games I saw, anecdotally, but the games I saw, in some cases, it worked very well, but there were sometimes delays that um, were a little bit um, uncomfortable. But, I, you know, I think eventually the technology will play a greater role in the game, even if it's not right away in 2022. And let's face it, with all the issues on the tables between on the table between ownership and players at the major league level, I have a feeling these kind of things are going to take a back burner to uh, that green folding stuff in our pocket, which is, of course, money. Absolutely. And uh, wrap it up with this. What's happening at thecardinalnation.com? Well, we're down the final stretch now, the last two months of the regular season. So we're continuing our daily reports as well as our in-depth team reports. And we're getting ready for our recap series that will begin after the season where we go through the top uh, players, top pitchers, top relievers, and then, of course, summarize the season for each level of the Cardinals minor league system. So if you want in-depth information about the Cardinals, whether it's what happened yesterday or what's going on with the individual teams all the way down to the uh, Florida Complex League and the backfields of Jupiter, uh, we have that at the Cardinal Nation. Great stuff, Brian, as always. We'll catch you up next week. Take care, Dan.